What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 46 of Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast. Remember, if you like Xbox or video games in general, make sure to join us usually live every Thursday on YouTube. Uh, summer, we've had a little bit of inter- interruption, but hopefully they will be going back live every Thursday. So come over, hang out with us. If you can't catch us live, we do post every Friday morning on your favorite podcast service. Uh, find us over there, like, share, subscribe, help us grow and bring you a better podcast each and every week. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon, and I am joined this week by a solo member, uh, people on vacation, you know, work schedules interfering, so it's just me and Amon. How you doing? Yo, this week has been amazing. All right, we got the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which was epic. Uh, I played a ton of games, which I can't wait to talk about. Um, and yeah, Gamescom opening night live was pretty good, so yeah, good week so far. We're going to talk about Gamescom for sure. Spider-Man was hype as shit. Did you okay? Before we get into GameStop, did you watch the uh, leaked version before the official yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, me too. I was watching that. I watched like, that. The phone recording of the phone recording yeah. of the phone recording. I I just couldn't resist. You had all the unfinished exactly. CGI effects, you know? Yeah, I, I was so iffy. Like we weren't even sure if they were gonna drop the trailer or not. So. I just watched it. Like we could, we could, we could have easily waited another month because I don't think they would have released the trailer if um it was if it got if it didn't get leaked. I don't think they would have released it the next day. I definitely think it was a reaction to being like because yeah. I mean what was what was released was basically the leaked trailer just with CGI. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was that was hype. Pumped for that. We got Shang Chi next week, so. We got Venom, we got uh, Eternals, we got, we, got four movies Venom, but... in, we got four oh, movies in the next four months, so that's Eternals great. Look, uh, Eternals looks uh, looks good, actually, surprised me, but uh, this isn't a video game, or this is a video game podcast, this isn't a comic book podcast, so we're gonna, we're gonna put a hold on that talk uh, and get in, because you mentioned you've been playing a lot of games, so as we do every week here on Project X Talk, we start each and every week going around to ask one simple question, that question is... What you playing? So, Aman, floor is yours. What you been playing? So, I've been playing a ton this week. So, I this I played my first ever NBA game, and I have to say the career mode in NBA is phenomenal. The my player career mode is way way better than FIFA's player career mode. Like, there's an actual story. The player starts off in high school. He plays for his high school team, then goes into college. And then gets drafted by the NBA. Yeah, it's an engaging story. I'm really liking it so far. Uh, it does get boring after a point. It just gets keeps getting repetitive. But then it kept me hooked longer than a FIFA player career mode would. So I was happy with it. I enjoyed that. Um, I've also played Hades. I've been enjoying okay. that once. Um, yeah, I've been dying quite a lot. Um, it's like this, the first roguelike I've played in a while. And yeah, I think I'm going to uh, end up getting it. I'm also going to go get it on my Switch now. Because that's the type of game I'd like to play on the go so yeah enjoying it and last but not least 12 minutes all right so i haven't completed the game i know there's a lot of controversy surrounding the ending and all of that uh, so i haven't beaten the game yet i know there's an ending like you can end the game in the first loop um uh, it's a, a listening uh, ending i think you can end it in like the first loop so i didn't go with that but yeah i think i'm on loop nine where he uh, wakes up at a different location but overall, I'm kind of liking this game so far. Like at the time, move it just feels like playing a Christopher Nolan game, like a Christopher Nolan movie type game. So yeah, um, so far it's been great. Um, I'm I'm eager to see the ending because I think there's around eight different endings. 
if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of endings. Uh, yeah. I don't know about eight, but it's definitely a, at least four, I think. I, I can think of at least four different endings. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah, the, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'll be done with it by next week. So more extended thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, so far, I'm, I like the whole concept of the game. Um, you, you, each uh, each loop reset, resets everything, but you still have memories of the previous loop and you're trying to prove that uh, prove your loop theory. And yeah, I'm enjoying the game so far. Uh, you... I've also been playing The Ascent. I've also been playing The Ascent. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, the, after, like, the third boss, the game does get quite a bit repetitive. It's, it's just the same formula over and over again. You clear yeah. three stages, and then there's a boss, and there's another three stages, and then there's a boss. And, yeah, uh, after the after that, the enemy variation, like, it's pretty much the same enemies. Um, so, yeah, it, it does get quite boring after a point. The single player. I wanna I wanna circle back before we go into what I've been playing to uh, to twelve minutes. Well, I guess this is kind of what I've been playing because I did play twelve minutes. Uh, did you watch the review I did for our channel? Because I put that yes. up earlier this week. Yeah. Yes. The voice so, acting. I wanted to add that the voice acting was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. The voice acting yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I would for love anyone... to see Christopher Nolan direct a twelve minutes movie. I think that mm. could work. Yeah, for, for anyone that wants my like extended in-depth thoughts, uh, please go check out our review on our YouTube channel, Project X Doc. But just, you know, this was a game I was super hyped for. I thought, you know, it might be like a surprise hit. I think the concept is really good. The whole, you know, having to prove here in a time loop. I think the execution is very bad. I, I did not enjoy my time with this game. I, uh, I played it for like five-ish hours, I think, and uh, no, it, it did not do what I, I needed it to do in order to be fulfilled. Uh, the ending, not not great. Not Very, very weird, in my opinion. Very yeah, weird. that's what I've heard. The endings are quite disappointing or controversial. Yeah, so apart from that, I've played a little more of Pokemon Unite, as I was talking about last week, which I still think is a fun game. I don't think it's that pay-to-win. I know Tom was very much like it's pay-to-win. I, I don't think it is. I'm, I think it's, it's fun, especially if you get a little group of friends. I do think it's stupid. You can't search with four people in a group because they don't want people to solo queue. It's dumb. It's, it's a whole thing. It's stupid. Um, the other games I've been playing, Psychonauts 2 dropped on Tuesday night, and I've put probably seven hours into it since Tuesday night. I am playing this game like nonstop, religiously, whenever I get a free moment. And I gotta say, this might be my game of the year as it stands right now. And then uh, Ratchet and Frank? Yes, wow. yes. I think from a story perspective, the humor hits more for me. I don't think it's as pretty as Ratchet and Clank, but you know that's just because I don't think the art the art style isn't my favorite. But the world is super colorful. It is a very pretty game. There's a few texture pop-ins here and there, but for the most part, it, it is locked 4K 60. It's very noticeable. It's very vibrant, beautiful. Everything about this game is straight up my alley. This is an old school 3D platforming collectathon game. I'm absolutely loving it. The story is fantastic. So I'm going to do a review for that eventually. Once I beat it, I, I planned to 100% it. I hear it's not that hard to 100%. So 
I'm going. Uh, it's probably about 13 more hours. It is a little little bit of a time sink, around 20 hours for, for a platformer. It's quite long, but I'm loving this game. I think it's great. And then the other game uh, that I've been playing that I actually just dropped a review for today on the channel. Uh, we got a, I got a code provided to me by CI Games. Uh, thank you so much once again for Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 Elite Edition. That's a, that's a mouthful. Um, but they hit us up. They were like, you guys want to review this game for the channel? You know, PS5 version literally just came out. Um, I think it came out t today. Today or yesterday came out. One of, one of these days. So I was like, yeah, I, agree. I'll, I have a PS5. I'm the only one in the group with a PS5. So <laughs> I'll take a code. I'll review it. Um, it is on Xbox Series X, so it isn't an exclusive. But this game... As I said in my review, and again, full thoughts over there, but way more fun than I expected it to be. If you like, if you like Hitman style games where you like get dropped into like a sandbox and you get to find like clever ways to kill people, or you know, you can go stealth, you can go guns blazing. I think people will like this game a lot because it's basically that you have a giant big sandbox to play in, figure out how to kill these enemies, and man, there's a there's an animation in this game where when you hit certain shots it goes in this slow motion bullet effect and you watch the bullet fly through the air and like their head explode or like go through it's super graphic and i'm like wow they did they really know what audience they're catering to here like it is intense so super i i think it's i think it's underrated you know i i I haven't heard much about it, but if you're looking for a good little sandbox game, I would I would pick it up. Uh, preferably, I think PS5 because it does have the uh, triggers and and uh, feedback. I think it does that, have haptic feedback and all. That. Yeah, I think it does benefit it because like there's multiple times while I'll be playing, I'm like, wow, like it's it's one of the better games in my opinion that does it. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is in the way, or but for this game, it, it works really well. So. If there's nothing else more to add, it's time to navigate the news and dive deep into the library. Um, I have a lot to cover this week. Oh, that is a lot to cover. All right. Uh, story number one. And this broke Friday last week. Um, so obviously we did our show Thursday because then Xbox is like, you know, screw you guys. But we have an update regarding Halo Infinite. In a new developer update video from last Friday, developers 343 discuss what they learned from the technical preview. They discuss what future flights would look like as we get closer to launch and provided the great news that PvP for the next flight is going to be 4v4 arena and big team battle. However, all is not well. Joseph Staten soon sat down and discussed that the team at 343 has made the difficult decision to launch Halo Infinite without campaign co-op and Forge. They stress that the fact that this game is a live service allowing them to build on it after launch and that a one-year roadmap of post-launch content is already outlined. In that outline, our campaign co-op, which is expected to arrive during Season 2, and Forge during Season 3. Joe states that each season will be about three months long, and Season 1 starts at launch, meaning we won't be playing co-op campaign until 2022 at the earliest, which, you know, a little spoiler for, for later, we did get the release date. It's December 8th, which means we won't be playing campaign co-op until at least March and Forge until June of 2022. So, Aman, 
you, you, you know, you, you were glowing a little bit, but uh, overall thoughts on them launching without campaign co-op, without Forge, what, what, what do you got for me? Great. Look, see, I think launching without campaign co-op is the wrong decision. I think that a lot of people are interested in that game mode. So I would, I would, I would have, uh, I would have preferred it to have that mode on launch because I would obviously like to play that game uh, co-op at some point. But yeah, I don't think it's the worst thing that could ever happen. Um, as for um, uh, as for Forge, I don't know much about it. I don't play much of Halo in uh, multiplayer, so don't know much about it. But the release date, I, I told you guys they weren't going to release it November 15th. As much as I wanted it to be November 15th, because like Halo anniversary, that would have been really cool. But uh, yeah, it was going to clash with the Forza release date. So I think they could have done Halo November 15th and Forza in December. That would have worked a little better. But yeah, um, overall, uh, as I said, th this game should have been delayed to 2022. Uh, um, but yeah. I mean, that was the, the discourse we saw once this news broke on Twitter. There are lots of arguments like, oh, they should delay it. People being like, no, they shouldn't. Nobody cares about these features. Uh, I think I think both parties are a little hyperbolic. You know, I was definitely yeah. super bummed. And you, I remember you posted a little gif in our in our chat here on Discord about, oh, I told you it should have been delayed. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> But I personally think that you know when I heard the news, I was like, oh, they should delay the game. Like. I'm not even hyped for it anymore. I don't, like, all my excitement kind of drained from me. As the days have gone on, as I've listened to other people talk about it, I've kind of come around and, like, understand, okay, these aren't features that are big enough to delay the game. You know, the campaign is playable. Still the campaign, the multiplayer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I will play through the campaign. It's a live service game. From the sounds of it, they're going to add more to the campaign over time. So... Once, you know, in March when campaign co-op is there and then me and my buddies can go and do that new content, that, that'll be fine. Uh, you know, as long as PvP hits, really, to keep me engaged, to keep me coming back for, for months so I don't fall off, I think that's the biggest thing. And I understand, you know, people are trying to explain this, but like the heat of the moment, when I heard that news, I was like, fuck this game, fuck 343, delay this shit until spring, like... I don't, I don't care about Forge. There's a Forge community, and since you're not part of the Halo community, Forge is the game mode where you go in and make your own maps, make your own like game modes. So it is more for the creative style. And you know, I bought Mario, I bought Mario Maker Two a few weeks ago. That game's trash. You know, that is not a fun game. That is might be the worst purchase I've ever made on the Switch. And I bought Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, so that's saying a lot. But I don't care about Forge. I was disappointed for campaign co-op. I wanted to play through with my brother. That's like a tradition every time Halo comes out. I'll do it at some point. I just want the campaign. Like, as long as the story nails all the beats it needs to nail, it comes out, it's scoring like a nine at it. Like, oh my God, it's a masterpiece. Because that's what Halo needs to be. In my opinion. Yeah. I can't help but notice. Looks like you have a new poster in the background. I didn't no. see that last time. No, I've, I've had these two posters for a few weeks now. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I think I missed that last time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you usually only had one poster behind you. Um, probably my chair was covered. But yeah, there's a, there's a Smash Brothers poster and there's a uh, Pokemon Snap poster. And oh, that's all I've got great. to decorating this room so far. And 
for the video watchers, uh, there is a light shining through that's really driving me fucking nuts. It's 90 degrees. The sun is blasting me. I got all the blinds closed in here, but this light is driving me bonkers. And it was like this yesterday, and I, I can't do it. But, yeah, uh, Halo. <laughs> Halo Infinite, that was a bummer to learn. Um, I wish... You know, Tom and Garrett were here, more more of our Halo-centric people to kind of give us their in-depth thoughts because um, I think they'd probably be a little more disappointed than you are since you don't really care about Halo. But um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna oh, obviously I'm gonna play day one. I want to beat the campaign. I want to like the multiplayer. I you know I, as I said, it's my dream to become the next esports uh, Halo multiplayer champion. So. Yeah, I mean, um, as long as it's able to keep me hooked, because PvP uh, games usually I play them, I grind them out for a week, and then the next week I just kind of forget about them. So I just hope it keeps me hooked. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I think as long as they do nail, like I said, the story and then the PvP to keep people engaged, that's ultimately the big goal, because they want Halo to exactly. keep being popular. Um, we got more Halo news later in the show. But I did want to address one rumor that you brought up that I saw, um, and it comes courtesy of Andy Robinson over at Video Games Chronicle, who's actually reporting on a rumor from Jeff Grubb, and that is that NetherRealm is currently working on Mortal Kombat 12 and shelving Injustice 3 due to their uncertainty at WB Games. Now, I thought this story might be more up your alley, because if I know you, you love DC, and Injustice 3 is all about DC superheroes. So what were your impressions when you when you saw this rumor? I mean, we, we just got Injustice 11, MK11, like, last year or the two years ago. So, yeah, I mean, why are you already working on it in uh, MK12? Even if you're working on it, it's probably just going to be a rushed game because I'm sure Ed Boone, Ed Boone has tweeted out that he would but he, he really wanted to work on the next Injustice game, but then because of the uncertainty of WB Games right now with the Discovery merger and all that, and Discovery has stated they're not very keen on gaming, so yeah, we, we really don't know how things are going to end up there. And hopefully, Microsoft acquires NetherRealm, and then we, you know, we can get an exclusive Injustice game. You know. Just because just you guys keep saying it doesn't make it tr- going to happen, you know? Um. I saw this rumor. I thought it makes sense to me personally. I don't think there is much, like, there's not much going on with the DC fandom right now, right? Like, uh, their CW shows are worse than ever. Um, The movies, (laughs) the movies aren't hitting. Like, I know people love the Snyder Cut that came out during quarantine. uh, But in terms of their actual movies, the last ones they, what was the last one they released? Was it, was it Wonder Woman? Oh, the Suicide Squad. Which the Suicide Squad is a good movie, but again, it just didn't have those main characters to like attract new audiences. It was it was a good movie, but it flopped at the box office. Yeah, it, it that's what I was gonna bring up. It, it flopped super hard. Uh, did not make back what they and that's surprising because I have heard it's a good movie. And with James Gunn at the helm, I believe it. Like, I don't think I've ever watched a movie that he's made that I haven't liked. Even he's made some obscure ones. Like, he's been making movies a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a masterpiece. It's just a fun movie. You, you go in there, have a fun time, have a few good laughs, and come out of it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think the the whole thing with Nether Realm is that, like, 
nobody's really wanting more DC stuff right now. They're kind of in the they're kind of in the mindset, at least I am, where it's not hitting and we need need a revamp. And I would love to see them maybe do I want Injustice 3, don't get me wrong, cuz I think Injustice is a great series, but I think in order for Injustice 3 to hit hard, there needs to be that demand. So I think that they need to coincide the release of an Injustice 3 with some sort of like groundbreaking movie or, or something that really, exactly. yeah, really exactly. something that really hits like a net, like, Oh my God, this is DC's best work. I can't, I want more superheroes. Like what can I, what can I consume? Oh, they got a new injustice game out. Like I'm going to go pick that up, really play see more of these characters that I, I really loved. And I don't know when that's coming for DC. There's, there was also rumors that Netherrealm are working on the Marvel game. So don't know where that's going. So, yeah, I guess we, True. we have got to wait. We have heard those rumors as well. I would love a Marvel fighting game for them too. Like, exactly. that'd be great. Yeah. But just a we're little getting, rumor. We're getting some good Marvel games. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. Don't you worry. Don't you? It's on the docket. But first, story number two. Xbox had their Xbox Gamescom showcase on Tuesday, and oh boy, did this not hit the way that they thought it was. So I'm going to give the rundown. Uh, You can, first of all, first, give me your overall impressions of the show, because for me, this was a massive waste of time. This did not need to happen. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. It was more like a pre-show to opening night live, I would say. It was it was the sort of things you'd see at pre-show. Don't get me wrong. I think Paris did a great job presenting it. Um, I, I like Paris Lily a lot. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a boring show. There, there wasn't a single game that, you know, I, I had interest in. But uh, other than the games we've already seen, the gunk looked pretty good. But I think we only got a cinematic for that. We didn't get any gameplay this week. The run. I'm gonna give the rundown of the show, and you can, you know, if there's something to talk yeah. about, we can we can do a little stop and, and discuss it. But the showcase starts off with Dying Light 2 gameplay. Um, right. We've already seen tons of it. Yeah, and, um, I think they're showing more of it too at some point with like another deep dive. I really don't need to see more of this game. Like, I think yeah, we don't see anything new either. It was it was the stuff we've already seen. We we saw mm-hmm. nothing new. Yep. So then we transitioned to Paris Lily, uh, and I, I echo your statements. I thought he was a great host. I thought they both were. I thought the hosts were really good. Um, it wasn't cringy like the indie showcase we had a few weeks ago. Like, oh, man, those Twitch streamers faking their excitement for indie games that they're never going to play. I can't. I, can't. Uh, I know they're trying their best, but, like, that needs a rework. But anyway... Paris has a sit-down interview with Jorg Newman, who's the head of Microsoft Flight Simulator. And then they proceed to show the, in my, I wrote this, the worst trailer ever for some sort of racing mode that's coming. It was literally like a, a little plane flying out of the, a hangar, and then they're like, that's it. I'm like, you didn't show any of the racing. Um, then we got the Game Pass hum, Humble bundle showcase uh so a bunch of humble games are coming to xbox game pass those include archvale next space rebels midnight fight express boshidin flynn son of crimson unpacking signalis in unsighted chinatown chinatown detective agency uh and dodgeball academia was also included but that's already on game pass now i'm gonna stop here because i know 
Midnight Fight Express was one that you thought looked good. Tell me, tell me what caught your eye about this. Yeah, it it looked like a cool game to play. Um, I mean, that's all I can say because that's the only thing that really stood out there in, in that showcase. Or was it? Show, was it? It was on opening uh, night live, right? You got the gameplay. It was on both. Well, on it was on both. It was on both. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I caught it in the game showcase, but I did catch it on ONL. It looked like a fun game to play. I liked the concept. But yeah, it's on Game Pass, so gotta, probably going to give it a try. It kind of reminded me of like Sifu, because uh, it had yeah. like the martial like arts. Isometric Sifu. Yeah, like yeah, it had like the, the martial arts, but it looked way more like violent. Like he was smashing people through sinks, yeah. and he had some weapons. It was like too. a street, Streets of Rage type isometric game yeah that's a that's a good comparison so that one i think i mean dodgeball academia i love uh, my review is coming shortly for that it's already it's, it's scheduled it's, it'll be on the channel soon in the, in the next two weeks um so i think everyone should go play that game if they haven't but um on my, that's, that's next that's next on my list it's it's a good rpg i think you'll you, you like pokemon and this is very like it's very inspired so i think you'll, yeah. you'll really like that game um then we got Into the Pit. That's day one game pass coming October 19th. It's a roguelike game. Um, the best way I can describe it, it kind of looked like Doom, but instead of guns, yeah, you used your hands. Game, yeah, I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, it looked like Doom and Magic together. Uh, yeah, looked look pretty interesting. Coming on the game pass, so that, I guess that's, that's good. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm probably going to check it out because um, October is when Back for Blood's coming on game pass. I'm going to be pretty busy with that game, so yeah. And then we got Age of Empires 4 interview and a weird trebuchet history lesson that went on way too long. They were like, I'm going to load the trebuchet. Like, I learned way too much about trebuchets for a fucking video game <laughs> showcase. Um, I don't even want to talk about Age of Empires. Like, they didn't even show the game. They showed the game yeah, opening night We saw the game on ONL, and we only saw a few cinematics as well. We didn't get, get game, any gameplay. That game's coming out this year, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's October yeah. as well. Um, oh, oh, yeah. It's not coming on Xbox, and I don't have a good no. PC, so yeah, definitely not. Uh, so then, moving on from that, we went to an xCloud coming to consoles, a uh, little, you know, commercial, basically. And the only thing I want to say is, like, we fucking get it. How many times do you have to announce this? You've, you've had tweets, you've had blog posts, you had Phil Spencer talking about it. Now we get this little commercial. Like, yeah, okay, xCloud is coming to last-gen consoles so you can stream new games, and it'll be on, yeah, I guess, it'll be on current. I guess that's more for, because Gamescom is a big thing in Japan. Um, so I, I guess that's more for the Japanese audience, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Japanese marketing thing, I'm guessing, so. I mean, it's definitely an upgrade over, like, if you have an Xbox One original, because those are 900p machines, 30 FPS. So, like, yeah. streaming at 1080p, 60 is way better. Like, that's a major upgrade. Exactly. But I can't see a reason why I will stream, like, unless I want to try a game out, don't feel like downloading it. But my internet's good. So, I see the use yeah. for it. I don't think this needed to be have a commercial. Um, then we got. Talk of the Hellblade upgrade for some reason. I was like, are they really going to show Hellblade 2? And then <laughs> it they already came out. I, I didn't, I didn't get did. why that to bring it up. Then they it did. Got, it came out, people played it. But... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Hellblade. 
Hellblade got upgraded a little while ago. Moving, uh, moving on. Um, Wasteland Three is getting DLC called Cult of the Holy Detonation coming October fifth. That 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 caught my did it. That caught my because I I played Wasteland. It's a good game. I never beat it, so I might actually go back and beat that and try the new DLC out. Is the DLC on Game Pass? All right, so even better. So yeah. I believe, um, I believe so. It's a first party game. Yeah, although yeah, there yeah. is some so, first um, party that isn't. I think mm-hmm. first party DLCs are on Ultimate, right? Game Pass Ultimate. So, well, yeah. I don't want to speak with authority, but possibly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, waste. I I played a bit of Wasteland Three. I liked it. It was a good game. It had a good story. We have great RPG elements. Um, so yeah, definitely give it a try. At first, I thought it was um it was uh, in Exile's new game. Because it, they just showed the yeah. name, you'll see they didn't they didn't say uh, Wasteland Three, so I, I was like, oh, is this a new game? But yeah. Um. Then we got a Borderlands Sea of Thieves crossover event. Uh, a Borderlands ship is coming to Sea of Thieves. I'm sure someone cares. Um. Uh, not me. Garrett might. I wish he was here to kind of get get his little opinion on it. But uh, then we got State of Decay Two Homecoming uh, DLC coming October sixth. That is, I played State of Decay 2 for a little bit. It's an all right game. Uh, the fact that they're doing DLC for it now is kind of weird since we know State of Decay 3 is in development. State of Decay 2 was basically State of Decay 1, just like in a different location. And now this DLC is bringing them back to the location from 1. So I don't really get the point and like why waste your time making this? I, I don't get who this is for. Yeah, I would. I would much rather have them focus on State of Decay Three, as it's supposed to be like a big technical jump as well, from State of Decay Two to State of Decay Three. There's going to be a more focus on the story, uh, the story elements of it. Developers say it. So yeah, I mean, it's great. We're getting more content uh, this holiday for Xbox. We got Wasteland DLC, Age of Empires, Forza, Halo. So, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good, it's a good uh, last quarter of the year, Xbox. I would say. Yeah. Um, Stray Blade was next. Uh, pre-alpha build was shown. It's coming in 2022. Um, did you catch this? If you need a reminder, this is what I describe as uh, Godfall, but if it was a mobile game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing something like that. Again, didn't catch my interest. Uh, then we got Crusader Kings 3 coming to consoles. Uh, this interests me. This was like the only thing that I was kind of interested in because Crusaders Kings 3 is a 91 rated Metacritic strategy RPG for PC. It's also it's on, big in the PC gaming community, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. only on PC and it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. very, it's massive over there. It's supposed to be really good. Uh, I, they say that it's not a direct port, that it was built specifically for next gen consoles. So it's on Series X. PS5, they reworked the UI for it. I'm definitely going to check this out, see if it grabs my interest. You know, 91 rated is a very hard thing to get on Metacritic. So there has Maintaining to be that 91 is hard, so yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that whenever that comes out. Uh, I didn't get a release date on that. I don't know if they showed one, but it is coming to Game Pass. Uh, Psychonauts 2 trailer. I already gave my thoughts about Psychonauts 2. Go play it. Phenomenal game. And then you mentioned this, uh, the gunk. We got a trailer, confirmed Gabe Pass. There was no release date shown in the trailer, which kind of abruptly ended. 
but on a follow-up uh, on Xbox Wire, they say their release date is in December. They didn't give a specific day, just that it's coming in December. So, what do you think of the gunk? I mean, I like the concept of the game. Um, I don't remember seeing any gameplay uh, at the showcase. It was just a trailer. Um, so, yeah, I think I need to see a little bit more to get hyped for it. But, yeah, it's a game coming on Game Pass. I like the concept. I might try it out for a couple of hours. And if I like it, I might stick with it. And yeah, but, just again, Xbox does have an amazing holiday. Uh, Scorn is also supposed to be launching this year. So, The Gung, Scorn, Forza Horizon 5. I wanted to bring up, like, we we kind of suggested, like, what games we thought would be shown here. And Scorn was one that you and me both were like, they, they're going to show it. They have to show yeah. it. I was, they, I was surprised they didn't show it. They didn't show it. But I did yeah. just see that they confirmed that it has a fall release date still. Oh, so that's, it's that's, apparently... I don't expected. think Scorn is Game Pass. It's not, it's not a Game Pass game, I think. Uh, I don't remember. Or no, sorry, that's Crossfire X. That's Crossfire X. That's yeah, Crossfire X definitely isn't. Yeah. Crossfire X definitely yeah. isn't. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the gunk actually got me excited. Like they did show gameplay. The gameplay is you walking through, sucking up that big the the gunk, sucking up the big stuff. It's an yeah. It's a, we saw that last year as well, though, right? That bit. Yeah, kinda. It's like an it's yeah. but. I don't think there's going to be much more to that. It's an action adventure, like an action adventure game. So I really do think most of it is going to be like trying to, you know, puzzle solve the gunk. And like, it looks like a game I would be interested in. I thought the aesthetic looked really good. It has Fiona Nova as the lead voice actor. She is a G4 host. Um, kind of cool. Um, but I thought I thought the gunk had a good showing, except for where it abruptly abruptly ended. Like that trailer ending was awful. I don't know who approved that. Um, but Xbox ended its conference, and I knew they were going to. I was like, okay, there's not enough time for Halo, and I was like, they're really gonna not show Halo, and they didn't show Halo. They ended it with like 20 minutes of Forza. We got a new Forza controller shown off. And then it looks it looks sick. That control looks sick. I disagree. It's way too bright for me. That is not my style at all. It's like the most neon looking control I've ever seen in my life. Um, but, <laughs> but then it was just 15 minutes of Forza Horizon gameplay. Like, I mean, we've already seen enough so of this game. How much more are they going to show? Yeah, we got more. On, we got more on Opening Night Live as well. So, like, how much? That was that was my thought as well. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I think that showcase was a big waste of time. I don't see why it was necessary. It wasn't even, like, the Xbox Extended Showcase gave us new information. Like, the Scarlet Nexus segment. Like, I just thought that was way better executed. I really do think Xbox has a problem where they can't decide what kind of showcase they want. And it's very clear to everyone that... This is not what we want. Give us the E3 style, you know, trailer after trailer after trailer, like 20 seconds of talking here, trailer. None of I mean, everything shown at this event could have easily been done in a blog post or like uh, individual videos for e each of the games that would have worked. But yeah, uh, I, I didn't I didn't see a point for there being there, there being an event, especially they were hyping it up on their YouTube account a lot. They're like uh, one more one more day to go, a few more hours to go. And then. Like just uh, like three hours before the show, Aaron Greenberg tweeted out, "Oh, keep your expectations low." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna see nothing here." 
try to set expectations, but I just don't get what the point was. Like, I went in with low expectations and was still disappointed because it was awful. It it just wasn't worth having. But what was worth having was opening night live. And now this is where we're going to get into the meat of the show. Um, First, don't go into specific games, but overall, your impression of opening night live. It, uh, I would I would give it a similar rating to what I gave us uh, Summer Games Fest the first um, yeah I would give it a, I I would say those both of these events were equal uh, they were they were good events I enjoyed them they started off strong but I think they still needed something a, a big announcement at the end to make it a really good event um, which they didn't have unfortunately but yeah I think they started off really strong the games they started off with were great and uh, yeah definitely did a great job again. Yeah, I thought this was a, a strong showing for Jeff, who's been, you know, last year I was disappointed with his summer game fest. I don't think that hit at all last summer. Yeah. This summer, I think he's done a much better job. The events have been smaller in scale, tighter, um, better games shown off. So I think Jeff has killed it. I thought this, if I had to give a rating, I'd probably say this is like a B-plus show. I do think it like there were little faults a here. 7 out of 10 yeah, we'll get into that, but I do think it was a good show overall. I didn't feel like it wasted my time. I, I was glad I watched it, but we'll uh, we'll dive into the show now because there is a lot to talk about. So I'm going to start in the pre-show because we did have some game announcements in the pre-show. Uh, we had King of Fighters having a new game coming in February 2022. If you like fighting games, I like fighting games, but not King of Fighters. So this doesn't do much for me. Um, then we had a nine to five. The game's called nine to five, and the best way I can describe this game is a Rainbow Six Siege clone. This is what it looks like. I don't. Did you see anything? Did you see this game? No, I, I didn't. Want, I didn't cast the pre-show. I, okay. I just got the main screen. All right. Well, if anyone wants to go look it up, it, it's Rainbow Six Siege. Like I, I almost think they lifted like the text and everything. Like, it looks so similar. Uh, then we had Bus Simulator Twenty One. We had a game called Dolmen, which I. Honestly, can't remember. Uh, then we had Nobody Saves the World from Drinkbox. They're a highly, uh, you know, uh, thought after indie developer. They made Guacamelee, Guacamelee Two, which aren't my type of games. And this doesn't look like it's my type of game, but people are very excited for this. It's an Xbox exclusive, which nobody expected from Drinkbox because they were kind of being courted by Sony, um, and it is coming to Game Pass. So. If you're excited, go for it. Then we had Soundfall. It's a rhythm game. Do you know what Crypt of the Necromancer is? I think that's what it's called. It's a Switch game. So oh, never heard of it. Okay. So it's Soundfall is a it's like a top-down uh, little action adventure game, but the combat is rhythm-based. So you have oh, to okay. like attack in turn with the music. Um, not my type of game. Did look neat. I think that this game could be like a, a little indie darling for those that like these type of games, but not for me. And then we had the creator of Laura Croft coming out with their new game called Dream Cycle. And let me tell you, this game looked rough. Looked like a PlayStation 2 game. So I think, uh, you know, he made Laura Croft, but he's still making her on that uh, Unreal Engine 2. Then we got into the show proper, guys. And I don't want to say guys because you're the only one here, but 
Fuck. Uh, my mute was my my audio is muted for that whole uh, whole segment there. Uh, I heard you. I... Yeah, no, I was muted on in in, uh, in uh, uh, OBS. It was a pre-show. It's fine. I I don't think anyone really cares about that either. All right. All right. Uh, so I'll just cut that. But uh, yeah. we got into the show proper for opening night live. Um, and Saints Row, we got a world premiere trailer for the new rebooted Saints Row. It's coming February 2022. Are you a Saints Row guy? Um, I, I really like Saints Row 1 and 2. 3 and 4 were got too goofy and too crazy. I, I, I didn't like those much. But I like this new one is going back to its roots, a little more grounded. But we can talk about the art style. Why, why are all of the new games coming up, like Redfall, um, this new Saints Row, why are they adopting such a Fortnite yeah, type of art style? we got to talk about that. I literally, uh, when I was watching this trailer, I'm like, whoa, Grand Theft Auto Fortnite. Like, that's literally what it looks <laughs> exactly. like. Exactly. I mean, why, why are the games doing that? I mean, Saints Row 1 and 2, uh, their art style was really good. It was like GTA, but goofy, and it still had that Saints Row vibe. But this one's like it's, it's like Fortnite and a weird yeah. goofiness. There, yeah. there were a few corny jokes in the trailer. Uh, the guy with the cat hat it just looked like a Fortnite skin. Uh, yeah, I think they, yeah, no, I, I didn't do. like the art style. I don't I like the art style. That's one of the reasons Redfall doesn't excite me. Like, I don't like... It still has that arcane vibe. Like, when you when you look at the character, some distinct features of the character still remind me that it's an arcane game. And it's, it did, did feel a little bit more, little more mature than this, but yeah. I did not like the art I mean, style, so I was this disappointed just, by it. This is just going to be a silly game. I have no expectation. I'm not, I'm not going to play this. I, I'm not a Saints Row guy, oh. but this trailer did nothing for me. The next trailer, however, did something for me. And it was Marvel Midnight Suns from Firaxis and published by 2K coming March 2022. This game is a tactical RPG. Think XCOM Fire Emblem. Uh, it stars The Hunter, who is a brand new superhero designed by Marvel with Firaxis to fight Lilith, who's the mother of demons. I thought that trailer was hype as shit. Oh my god! Like I was freaking out. It was so awesome. The mute, the the music, the Alessia Cara Metallica cover was nailed it. That everything about that trailer got me so excited. You know, we've heard about the rumored XCOM Marvel game for a while. Now we have it confirmed, and I am so excited. I can't wait to see gameplay. I can't wait to play this game. Yeah, gameplay is coming first of September, so re- looking forward to that. Um, I think that's like next week, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm loving the whole Midnight Suns vibe. I think that that was a, a brief run in the comics, the Midnight Suns. Yeah. Uh, they also include Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. Cool, 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 uh, cool um, art style. But yeah, I'm, I'm liking this game. The, the from the moment it started, I didn't recognize the first character. Then we suddenly see Doctor Strange. Then we see Wolverine. Then we see Iron Man. I'm like, oh my god, this is great. A few artistic uh, liberties taken with some of the characters. Like they they've kind of been made more like metal yeah. goth look. Like Robbie Ray is yeah. a Ghost Rider instead of a skull head. He kind of has like this metal mask. Wolverine yeah. has like Wolverine's costume looks sick. By the way, like. That metal Wolverine, plate that is Wolverine brown in any and, game uh, looks sick, man. Wolverine in any yeah. game. 
He's nailing yeah. it. Uh, Doctor Strange looked good. Blade looks sweet, you know, classic. I, I think that they're, they really have a unique art style and aesthetic that's going to set them apart from these other Avengers, you know, exactly. Marvel properties that we've seen. So exactly. I'm pumped. I can't wait for next week to see gameplay. Hopefully. Definitely. You know, for Axis, they make XCOM and Civ, two highly rated uh, tactical RPG series. So I have no doubt that this game's going to be amazing. Exactly. Then we went into Activision's Call of Duty Vanguard for way too long. That's literally all. Like, I was bored to tears. Yes. I couldn't tell the difference between this game and Call of Duty World War II. Like, it looked the same. Like, yeah, cool. You have Laura, you have Laura Bailey. That's cool. Like, Laura's awesome. Great voice yeah. actor. Uh, but the campaign was so boring. Like it was, this is not something I wanted to see. If you're going to show this off, make it short. I think we were here for like 10 minutes. It, it was just, it was too much. Yeah. Well, I would have much preferred if Call of Duty this year, they did the sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare, which was a good Call of Duty game after a long time, campaign wise. So yeah, I, I would like to, I would have liked to see a sequel of that, but another World War II game, like we've had like 10 already. Mm-hmm. Well, moving past Call of Duty. Oh, and uh, fuck Activision, Activision, by the way. Uh, you know, just to throw that in there. Um, I, I've Before we move on, I heard that they're not marketing the game as Activision. Like, it's not yeah, showing up I, in the I, trailers. I thought that as well. Just so what it stays if, away from the negative reputation. I don't get that. What, what logic is that? Like, who, everyone knows who makes Call of Duty at this point. Like, exactly. Moron, I, I can't with them, but Call of Duty, and then we got Halo Infinite, baby. Joe Staten was here to talk about multiplayer. They gave us this sweet multiplayer season one intro cinematic with Commander uh, Agrinia, I believe was her name. Uh, it was beautiful. Then Jeff throws it back to him. He's like, when, when are we playing it? And Joe drops the bombshell December 8th. Which was unfortunately leaked the morning of. Uh, it was a little disappointing, kind of took the the wind out of the sails. But to make up for it, we got two special announcements: uh, an Xbox Elite controller with a beautiful Shit. Master Chief design. It was it was gorgeous. If it didn't cost two hundred dollars, I would have bought it. Um, <laughs> and then we got a limited edition Halo Infinite console. I. It's that is coming out on November 15th. They're doing something for the anniversary. You know, I'm glad they are. Did not expect a console with the chip shortages and how hard yeah. it is to get a regular console. And then they're like, fuck it, we're doing a special edition. Uh, which looks great. Yeah, it, it was beautiful. I was sitting here contemplating. It's like, should I, should I buy it and then sell my current <laughs> one? Like, oh my God, it looks so good. But I didn't. I, I didn't do it. It is more expensive than uh, a normal one. I do want to say that. It's like, I think it's $50 more before tax. So yeah, that's, it, usually, that's usually how much more there. are. I remember last gen, I got the PS4 Batman edition. That was $50 more. So. Okay. Yeah, I know my brother has Spider-Man. Also, what, do you, what, do you think, what else do you think we're going to get for Halo Infinite Anniversary? I'm thinking we're going to get the multiplayer beta or like the uh, open weekend. During the the anniversary time, uh, 
I mean, that's not a bad shout. I could see, I could see an open bay. I mean, they're gonna have more flights leading up to yeah. and more more flights that, during. Be like they the said the final version before the game's coming out. Like, what what to expect? Like, you can say that'd be sweet. Them. I would love yeah. that. Yeah, I would love that just to see like stressing the servers. You know, give them a yeah. few weeks to make everything in place. Yeah, that'd be that would be awesome to celebrate it. But I think this was a great way to celebrate Halo. Um, you finally got the release date confirmed. We're gonna be playing it this year. I'm just like, what the hell were they going to ship last year? That's like, I really want to know. I just wanted, I wish. They weren't going to have co-op campaign. They weren't going to have Forge, bad graphics. I wish someone at 343 would just like, here's what we were going to give you last year. But (laughs) yeah, it would have been a mess. It would have been a big mess. Looked awesome. I I was super excited for that. Um, Then we got a new game from coming from Devolver Digital, who... If you don't know, they hit like every time. They gave us Fall Guys, they gave us Death Store. But this is Cult of the Lamb. It's a hack and slash roguelite. And I was disappointed when they said roguelite because the game looks awesome. It looks kind of like Death Store, similar to that. But then they said roguelite, and I was like, ah, I want to (laughs) play. It looks so you play as like a little little lamb and like have these sheep followers. Like you save them, and then they're like, oh. It looked good. It looked good. And then we did get more Midnight Fight Express, as we mentioned, which I still think looks dope. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, they confirmed April is a playable character. And this game looks so much fun. Like, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not the Michael Bay abomination, but like back in the day, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the old school games. This is very much reminiscent of those. I was Dark disappointed. Style. I was disappointed when they confirmed that this is only Switch and PC. Oh, okay. I thought. Oh, I thought it was everything. All right. That's what I thought, but I've seen. I see. I saw it going around today that it's only on Switch and I believe Steam, and that it's local co-op only, which is a massive bummer because Battletoads, yeah, I, mean, I think, is a very, very fun beat 'em up. But it's. I, I believe only. it would come to consoles. At some point, maybe a later date, if hope. it gets no traction. But I yeah. hope so, and I hope that it has online co-op because I want. To, I would play this game online with my friends. Exactly, local co-op. I, who does local co-op these days? No one. I did, but like for exactly. some reason, these types of games they include local co-op only. Yeah, that that's weird. Well, then we got Morgana coming to Super Monkey Ball. Uh, I think Super Monkey Ball is like a cute, fun little series, but like I'm not gonna, I'm not playing this. I kind of, I kind of grew it. Uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. That looks good. Spring 2022. So why, why do you think it looks good? What what sets this one apart from the other Lego games? Nothing, but I just, just nothing sets it apart. But yeah, just Lego and Star Wars, cool combination. And then we got stinked. I mean, Lego oh. games are for a young, the younger audience. I would say I loved them as when I was like ten. I loved Lego games; they're they're mm-hmm. fun, very fun. But yeah, um, cool. I might play it a bit for nostalgia. But yeah, uh, we got synced off planet. Didn't do anything for me. This this game was forgettable. Uh, then we got the Outlast Trials, which is like Outla- Outlast is a survival horror game, yeah, but this looks to be a multiplayer version of that. 
I believe. Um, it looked. It was like it. It looked a lot like Dead by uh, Dead by Daylight. I just. I'm not gonna. I don't play horror games really. Like so, it's probably the only horror games I play are Resident Evil. Yeah. Then we got what might have been the weirdest fucking trailer in this <laughs> entire show. Uh, Doki V. It's an action adventure game where you become friends with beans and the kids have superpowers. I wrote. It's by Pierre Bist, right? It's the South Korean developer. It was yeah. that. It was that really, yeah. really long trailer where you had these creepy-looking, realistic children exploring <laughs> this world. They were. They had powers. They were transforming like Power Rangers. They were swinging like Spider. They were riding scooters. It was the weirdest. All while you had this <laughs> catchy-ass pop song playing. I had no idea what the hell I was looking at, and I couldn't tell if I was like. That was coolest. I I remember Tom. Tom said he liked that. Yeah, yeah it looked, did he? It looked like is it is it? I believe it's co-op, right? Look like uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's yeah. a co-op game. Yeah, yeah. It's a I think it's an open world action adventure co-op game. Uh, but the frame rate. I don't know if you watched it in the trailer, but that frame rate was taking a dip like hard. It was dropping like twenty frames oh, in it? that trailer at some point. When is it cut? Uh, did they give a release date? No, I didn't give it. Just, uh, no, no release date that I wrote down. So it, I, I imagine they still have a lot to polish on that game. Very ambitious and weird looking game. The children have dead eyes, they look dead inside. <laughs> All right. I can't, can't handle any more of that we fucking weird game. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 got a release date November 9th. That's dead on arrival as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I think the first one was on Game Pass for a bit. Yeah. I played it. The good game, I played it for a week, but never touched it again. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry 6 got a story trailer, and I honestly, I'm so sick of seeing this game. I, <laughs> this is another one. Well, we need to stop. I mean, I, I appreciate Giancarlo Esposito. I love oh, that yeah. guy. Great. Phenomenal. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to pick Far Cry up uh, now that they have third-person mode on there. So, something I'd like my, to My issue is Esposito, you know, Juan Carlo Esposito was fantastic. Uh, he, but he's the only one that sounded good. Every other voice line was cringy and bad dialogue. <laughs> and I was like, why is he the only one that is giving any sort of good delivery, has good lines? Who wrote the other characters? Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, vampire Blood Hunt was next, and this is that the Vampire Masquerade, but the multiplayer. Battle Royale, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked, think it looks it interesting. Nice. I liked it. I, I think, think it looks interesting. Different. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, sure. it was a different concept. It wasn't like that typical Battle Royale. There's clans you can choose from now, so that's cool. I'm like, it's free to play, so yeah, definitely gonna give it a try. Uh, then we got Park Beyond. It's a roller to- coaster tycoon esque game. Uh, nothing I care about. Oh yeah, uh, the t- tycoon park game, uh, park simulator one, right? Yeah, yeah. We already we have got, like, a lot of them. So many, but we have so many simulator games too. It's a whole genre. Right. There, there's people that like this stuff. We got Jet the Far Shore next, uh, coming out October fifth. Previews for that game came out today, and they have not been good. They have not been good to this game. 
I thought it looked like garbage personally, so I'm kind of glad that the the previews are. They're not even like, oh, you know, it needs a little. Like people are just like, this is a bad game. It's not a good game. <laughs> then we had a big one. I and I might have missed a few. Uh, my computer froze in the middle of this, and I had to like take. I was I was watching this. So you know, I was watching this. My my laptop froze, and I had to like take the battery out. I had to go get a screwdriver. Like I literally could not turn my computer off. I had no idea what the fuck was happening. I was like, my computer just break. But so I might have missed a few, you know, games that aren't important. But it wasn't anything here, I believe. No, yeah, nothing, nothing big. But the, the the next one was a big one. We got a Horizon Forbidden West developer update where they confirmed the game has been delayed, even though they didn't say the word delayed, but it is a delay to February 18th, 2022. Um, I don't care about Horizon. I played the first one. I think I mean, it's, I think I'm it's glad bad. it's delayed now. <laughs> Halo might have a chance of winning Game of the Year. No, it's coming out too late. Game Awards will already be... Uh... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Okay, so Halo's going to compete with Starfield, God of War, Ragnarok, Elden Ring. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, they clearly don't give a shit about winning game of the year if they're putting it out in December. So, but uh, Horizon getting delayed. What are your What are your feelings on this? I mean, I, I was never I was never planning on getting it day one. I was I was gonna get it when there was a sale or something. So, yeah. Um, I mean, game looks cool. It's coming on PS4 as well. So, but we knew it was getting delayed like a few months ago. So. Yeah, Jason Trier and Jeff Grubb kind of spilled the beans, and the only I think the only people really still clinging to that were like the denier, like no, they they can't, they need it. Yeah, um, they don't. I mean, I think PlayStation needs something this fall. There's nothing to play on there. Like, I'm yeah, still... Sifu, Sifu is also delayed now. That's 22, 2022. That's February too. Have is and that's September. Those both are Kena September. No, they have Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop September 2. Yeah, well, they have nothing, nothing this holiday. Nothing this holiday. My fucking PlayStation is getting crying over That's why I'm playing. I'm playing. The only games installed on my PS5 right now are Sackboy, Guilty Gear, and Sniper Ghost Warrior <laughs> contracts, too. <laughs> and, like, I don't yeah. know what the hell I'm going to play on my PS5. So it's There's nothing it coming out right now. Absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, that, I think that's why they also didn't have a sh big E3 level showcase this year because they literally have nothing to show. And yeah. most of the stuff is next year or the year after. So. It's certainly possible. I don't. If they could come out and prove us wrong. I would love that because I'm clamoring okay. for something. But I don't. I don't see it coming. Uh, then we got a trailer for New World, the Amazon MMO game that's coming. It looked like it looked, could have been made in 2005. Yeah, generic 2005-ish uh, MMO. We got Marvel Future Revolution released for mobile yesterday. Don't, don't care about game. that. We got Tales of Arise, the little concert with Lindsay Sterling playing on the violin. She killed that, by the way. Uh, she, she was awesome. Uh, a little more about Tales of Arise, which comes out September 9th, 10th. I forgot about I, that. It's coming next week. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you played the demo? Uh, no, I haven't played the demo. Is it out now? Yeah, there's a demo for Series X. Oh, right. Okay. I, I didn't know about that. 
Yeah, you can, you, can, you can go play it. You can try out all the characters, see which like play style you like. Uh, I think the combat is awesome. I'm super excited. Like, I, I'm a huge Tales fan anyway, so I was already going to get yeah, this. I played Tales of Berseria like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I've yeah, I've been playing Tales for like 20 years now, so I love the Tales of series. This is probably my favorite JRPG series in all of gaming. I was going to be there day one. But the demo really like got me more excited. I was like, "Wow, this, is, this could be my game of the year." The combat's so good. Uh, there's not much story in there because I don't think they want to ruin it. But I like the characters. I like everything that they're showing me. Um, the one thing I didn't like was the new mobile game for Tales that got announced, Tales of Luminaria. There is already that, yeah. there's already two Tales mobile games: Tales of Rays and Tales of Crystoria. Tales of Crystoria I like a lot. But it's a gotcha game, and <laughs> gotcha at, a certain, <laughs> at a certain point, I just had to give up on it. Like, I played Tales of Historia a lot when it came out. I, I didn't spend money, but it's... You didn't spend money a on a gotcha game. game? No, no, yeah. That's my problem. That's why I always fall off gotcha games. Like Genshin Impact, I played when it came out. I fell off that, too, because you have to spend money <laughs> to get the character to your mind. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they're making this mobile game. They already have to stop making mobile games. You can remaster one of the old games. People have been clamoring for that. We got a Jumanji game. I don't fucking oh, yeah. know. The, wow. it, it was a turn-based Jumanji game, right? Yeah, I don't even remember. I wrote Yeah, Jumanji it was a turn-based Jumanji game. I think it, it, it's not. Um, it took place in the older Jumanji, the original one, not the new, newer one. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, meh. Who cares about All right, we're gonna we're gonna go through these rapid fire because the next things are not exciting. Uh, Lost Judgment trailer. Then we got some weird ass thing from Dead Mouse, even though he was like Dead Mouse Five, and I was like, no one's ever said Dead Mouse Five, and it was well, like they have sarcastically, but fuck, I don't know what the hell he was showing us. That game looked stupid as hell. Um, then we got Jungle Book and Fall Guys crossover. That was cute. Like that. We got a replaced trailer. And that was that indie game from the Xbox E3 showcase. Um, yeah. You can go listen to the soundtrack. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. That, replace, the replaced soundtrack. That, that, that sounds yeah. sick, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Sounds sick. I think, yeah, it sounds awesome. But okay. Uh, the Age of Empires 4 trailer was shown here, which we already talked about. Valheim DLC got a release date. Then we got a Crossfire X trailer. I thought it looked decent. Like, it looked like, I mean, it looks like a first-person shooter. Like, it is what it is. My thing was the trailer ended with coming soon. And when the hell are we getting a release date on this game? Like, we've, it's been, like, two years now. They announced this, like, in 2019. Yeah. Well, I think it's either December or January. Because it was it was supposed to come out it was supposed to launch with the Series X, but yeah. I I listen I liked Control I think Remedy can make a good game but I I honestly don't know what is going on with this and they're not saying anything. There are too many FPS games right now. Too many. Yeah. Uh, we got Genshin Impact. Aloy is coming to Horizon. We've known that for a little while. <laughs> it looks weird as fuck. Yeah, Aloy looks super <laughs> looks weird, weird in this game. Uh. Sifu, we got a release date for coming right. February second, twenty twenty-two. I have to say, Sifu looks fun. Uh, it looks, um, I mean, uh, Kena and Sifu 
are some of the games that I'm definitely getting on the PlayStation 4. I like the whole concept of Sifu. Like, the, uh, once you die, you come back older. So You I come like back that. older like and that. stronger. Like, because you're exactly. more wise. Yeah. You're more... Yeah. I think that's a really cool I, concept. I'm loving that concept. That's, Something that's a new take on it. So. Something about the game just isn't clicking for me. Like, I'm not seeing what everyone else is. And I'm like, I... I maybe it's a game, like... If it was on PlayStation Plus, I'd pick up. I don't think I'm going to buy it unless it's getting stellar reviews, and then maybe I'll check it out. But it's just something not yeah, clicking for I, me. I think it's only $30. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's, it's probably cheap. Yeah. Now, we've come to the end of opening night live, and we're like, all right, this is going to go out with a bang. One more thing. What, where's the one more thing? They fucking show us Death Stranding director's cut for like 12 minutes. I mean, not gonna lie, it has a lot more content now. It's like it's like the Snyder Cut of uh, the, that. That's trying the first one was like the theatrical release, and this is like the Snyder Cut. They have a lot more stuff, a lot new, a lot more uh, story missions, a lot more characters. So it could be better. They have a lot more uh, that different enemy types as well. Uh, so looks good, but it's not coming on PS4. So. I'm it. I was bored out of my mind during this. I was like, this looks like the same bad game it was before. I don't know why. Anyone, they're like, oh, we, you can ride a bike now. Oh, my favorite part of this trailer was that, like, we added a little buddy robot that you can sit on, and then they'll <laughs> auto walk you across the. I'm like, you literally just said you spent time figuring out how the players cannot play the game. You know, your game's so fucking boring, you're going to want people to put their controller down, go on their phone while the game plays itself for you. That's what you're paying the $10 upgrade for, apparently. Uh, I mean, all PlayStation has this holiday is the director's cut, so they're just trying to push that out there. I d it's just uh, yes, Death Loop or not Death Loop, like fucking uh, Death Stranding sold like five million copies. I think it was. Uh, so I think they expected it to do better, and now I think they're trying to boost sales by adding more content because you know there wasn't really any gameplay in the first one. I just don't see why people would pay for this. Like, who? First of all, this should asking... have been in the original game. This should this, this should have come with the first game. You should you, you shouldn't need to pay ten dollars for it. I just don't think this makes a good game. Still, like the people that didn't like it before are still not going to like it. Yeah, this doesn't Probably. move the needle. And like, oh my god, hey, Death Stranding is a... it looks great, but yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's just like. Yeah, I was not impressed. And then I'm like, okay, Jeff, please, please have something. One more like, thing. One more thing. He fucking says he's going to be in the Muppet show on Disney Plus and then ends it. <laughs> Bro, you had Elden Ring at Summer Game Fest. Elden Ring? Would have, oh, God. Uh, and, I would have loved I would, I would have loved them to end big. That would have made this show better than Summer Game Fest. But. The second half of opening it live was much worse like he definitely stacked all the good stuff in the first hour then the second hour was like very yeah i mean it would have been great if they put great. the marvel for Axis game at the end that that being the oh one that would have been yeah that, that would have been, been hype been yeah that would have been a great way to end the show yeah i agree but overall i still think it was a good show i think there was lots here for people i just think that the ending it ended weak it, it whimpered whimpered along Definitely. Well, Aman, 
we've covered it. We've covered everything that happened this week in gaming. We're gonna we're gonna call it an hour. I think it's been a, it's been a good show. You know, we've we've. I think we've done a pretty good job. I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah, hit all the notes. Hit all the big news. Uh, I will want to know what Tom and Garrett think next week of the Halo Infinite campaigns co-op stuff. But you guys are gonna have to wait till next week for that, and hopefully they show up. But <laughs> thank you for listening. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Drop us an Apple rating, five star if you like the show. Give us a review. Um, I, I I don't know what else to say. You know, we appreciate everyone listening. If you made it this far. Come back next week. We're going to do this every week. We're almost at episode number 50 and episode number 52. So that's one whole year of Project X Talk. We haven't missed a week. And I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty proud of where we've come in this short amount of time. But I think, yeah, being consistent week in, week out is great. Yeah. Well, Aman, thank you for joining me. Uh, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Aman underscore M05. And you can find me on Twitter at the Muffin Mon. That's a one instead of an I and an O instead of an A. And follow us at Project X Talk on all the socials. Go like our YouTube for the YouTube exclusive reviews we do over there. You guys are missing content if you're not subscribed to the channel. And we're almost at 200 subscribers. So if you can get us there, we would appreciate it. But we will see you next week. Goodbye.